I can promise you, Nick Saban does not in any way, shape, or form want to walk away from football after what happened this season. Now, I say this in jest. He had the audacity to only win 11 football games. <laughs> but you're right. Georgia, a guy at Georgia who was his guy, his defensive coordinator, has just won two national championships in Kirby Smart. He knows that. He doesn't anybody to tell him that. Um, the game has changed. The landscape has changed. The thing that Nick has done best, in my opinion, is he's changed with the game. You know, he didn't like the fast offenses, the tempo. Uh, he didn't like the portal, but he's been able to use both of those to his advantage. He does not like the NIL. Uh, but guess what? Who just had the number one recruiting class in college football? Alabama. Rush is back. Final hour. There's Chris Lowe talking about Nick Saban. And... I agree. Uh, Nick Saban is they, – they haven't won a title here recently, and I know the, the demise of the program has been rumored, but um, they just had the number one recruiting class, and I believe they had the number one recruiting class by a mile, right? Yeah, by a pretty wide margin. And I, I play that just kind of as a I, – I guess an interesting side to the whole – you know, Jeff Levy thing, you know, Georgia is the best thing going in college football right now. I don't think Alabama's that far off. But I'm sure Nick Saban is not pleased with where he currently sits. Is this a circumstance where, yes, he's always going to go hard after an offensive coordinator, but maybe just a little bit more with the spot that his program is in, whether it's Jeff Levy or Cliff Kingsbury or Scott Frost or, or whoever – I wonder if he's going to be a tough man to say no to with whoever he offers his OC job to. Maybe. Well, I don't know. He's, he's Really, he's like a robot, and I think he gives the same amount of effort every single year, but it's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it's interesting that it seems like right offhand that any offensive coordinator would just kill to go to Alabama where you're going to have the best players in the country – um, you're going to have a, a program that absolutely is behind their coach and throws everything that he asked behind the program, all the resources, all the money, um, probably not a lot of no's getting uh, thrown Nick Saban's way whenever it comes to stuff that he's asking for there. So all of that is, you know, very intoxicating. But, you know, that doesn't mean that it's a – risk-free situation. I mean, you go to Alabama and as Chris Lowe said there, um, you know, they won 11 games and it was kind of the end of the world, which and they know, wanted Bill, Bri- Bill O'Brien out of there, man. You know, right. the, the margin for error there is small for a coach. Now you've got incredible players and you should be able to win really big the SEC is going to do everything in their power to line you up with the easiest schedule possible. Amen on that. Um, so there's there's a lot of opportunity there, but you know, also if you don't if you don't get it done, you'd be coaching at Ole Miss like Pete Golding is now. Yeah, I, it's and Saban is. I think he's gotten better with time, perhaps, but he's also not the easiest guy in the world to to coach for. Well, Jimbo know. told us that. Just go ask people he's worked with. You know, people that think that he's God. Yeah, just go ask people who's worked with him. Yeah, well, there you go. 
find out real quick what he is. There you go. So, well, you know, I I don't know. He's going to get a top-notch offensive coordinator. Um, I He may get Kingsbury, okay? Um, that name is – Joe Brady, that name is being thrown around. But – I believe that he he he'd probably fared just as good if he went and hired the offensive coordinator at Shippensburg. Seriously. And what I'm what I mean by that, whenever I say that, you don't get any of the credit if you go there and win. The credit goes either to Saban. Or the credit goes to the incredible players that you have. No, it's true. Like Chris Lowe even said it. And I agree with the point because I think it's true. But he's had some incredible offenses here recently. And sure, like at some point in the conversation, you get to, you know, um, Sark's offensive mind, Lane Kiffin's offensive brilliance. But really, it's what Chris Lowe just said is, well, you got to give credit to Nick and his ability to adapt to the changing ways of college football. No, yeah. it's 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 hundred yeah. percent accurate, and it, it, it is true. But you're also right that you're not going to get uh, you're not going to get the majority of the uh, of, of the credits. You're right. going to get a really good job somewhere if you're good, and you're going to get a lot of blame if if it doesn't go well because yeah. it's not going to be Nick's fault, and it's not going to be the best players in the country's fault. It's going to be you. Uh, here are the rumored candidates. Dan Mullen, former Florida head coach for the next Alabama OC. Perfect. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'd love to see Saban screaming at uh, Dan Mullen on the sideline. Brian Johnson, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback coach. Greg Roman, former Ravens OC. Oh, that man. would be interesting. Dude, uh, I I love the offense that Greg Roman runs. And I do not want to see it at Alabama, especially well, – I don't know what their quarterback room looks like, but uh, what's the Milrow kid? Jalen Milrow. Is yeah. athletic, is all get out. and Little Lamar Jackson in him, who he was coaching in Baltimore. Now, remember, he, he, he had that offense in Baltimore, but he also ran the offense with Kaepernick in, in San Francisco whenever they went to the Super Bowl. Tons of quarterback run stuff. Like It is... It's a really, really good system. Uh, Jeff Lebby's name is mentioned as well for the obvious reasons there. Cliff Kingsbury is mentioned. Joe Brady is mentioned. And my favorite one on the list, as much as you want to see Dan Mullen get screamed out on the sidelines, this one would just be so awkward it's perfect. Former Dallas Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett is listed in this article from AL.com. Yeah, I've seen that. You know, I think Garrett's a pretty good coordinator, right? As a head coach, he was uh, he was turned into a hand clapper on the side. He was the Dolphins uh, QB coach in 05 and 06 under Saban. Yeah. He, he's, I think he's a good coordinator. And it would probably be a good hire, but I, if, you were, if you were Saban, who would you want? And who would you, who would you try and hire? Well, um, I would want to hire – I mean, I, I guess I'd want to hire Jeff Levy because I've seen it. He's got a an offense that can really run the ball. He's, he's had success in that conference. Scrolling back through the names, that name, I like your Greg Roman that you threw out there. there there's a few of these that I don't, I, don't, I don't like Dan Mullen. I don't get Dan Mullen. That doesn't 
I, that didn't do a whole lot for me. Cliff, I, I still don't like that for Alabama at the end of the day. Joe Brady, I'm not there either. Yeah, looking through these names, I would I would probably say Jeff Levy. What do you think of Saban? Because I, I, I think as Alabama recruits itself, but you need a dynamic recruiter at that spot. And I don't see that with uh, some of those guys on that list. Let me ask you this. What do you think of Nick Saban? What do you think of his his personality, his um, his ego? Like, what do you think he wants? What do I think he wants? Do you think he just wants to just wants to win a championship? What does he like? What does he? Uh, well, the reason I ask is, I think that Saban gets a thrill out of taking. Uh, not disgraced, but coaches that have, you know, been chewed up by college football or pro football and spit out, and turning them back into stars. Oh, sure. Stars. There's there's enough he, of an ego. Him. Yeah, there's enough of an ego there to say this guy failed elsewhere, I, and I can do it that nobody. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, I mean, we we've obviously seen that. That's why I think like a. That's why I think like a Scott Frost, is maybe something to watch. I've got no information on it at all. No, like that's just me, like because the players are there, like the system is there. He, I, I think that's like the biggest thing for him. You know, is I think he gets a thrill out of people coming to his program, both players and and coaches, and being like. It's like he's he's picking up the trash and he's turning it into gold and sending it back out. Yeah. I think that's like his, I agree his thing that. now. Yeah. Uh, with all that being said, we don't think uh, Jeff Lebby uh, will be coaching at Alabama unless you change your mind in the previous or in the past two hours. I haven't changed my mind. The only thing that would change my mind is if I got like any type of of information because I just don't think that I just don't think that it's it's the right move for Lebby and I've, I've mentioned all of the reasons why I I think you you would you'll never get any of the um you'll never get any of the the credit it will all go to Saban it will all go to players you'll get more of the blame than you deserve it's a lateral move uh I think your your next move should be a head coaching gig and I the the other fact that is I I do believe that he wants Jeff Levy because of his skills as an offensive coordinator. But I also think that Saban, Georgia, like all of these guys, I also think that there's not fear, but if they can take something away from Oklahoma right now, as Oklahoma's about to start their climb, they see where they finished in the recruiting rankings. They they know the history of Venables and and they know that they're building something there, and if they can take a leg out from the table right now, because that like would to be a it. pretty big blow to the program at this point. Man. I agree. I mean, you're, like, you're really trying to gear up and have an awesome spring and get a lot accomplished and a lot development because you feel like, all right, like now these guys know the system, they know the playbook. Here's where we can really develop, and like you can still accomplish all those things without Jeff Levy. But man, if you got to install a new offense going into the spring, it it changes the dynamic quite a bit, I think. Like yeah. losing Jeff Levy would be a, a, a pretty big blow. Yeah, you, know, you you, you got to make sure. The the thing is, like, I don't like the text line is obviously worried about it. We see that all day. 
but no one else around here seems to be all that concerned with him going to Alabama. And I got to think it's because they know he's not going there or Georgia or anywhere else. I feel like we'd sense a a real panic or even a worry if that was a real likely case. Yeah. Um, But I don't don't, don't feel that from anyone. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't don't believe it's happening. I could be wrong, but I just – that's – that's where I'm at right now with it. If some information changes or we start to hear something else, maybe we can reevaluate. But as we sit right now, I don't think uh, Jeff Lebby's going to Alabama, but could be wrong. Mike in Springfield, I thought Cliff Kingsbury couldn't get out of Lubbock in college football fast enough because he absolutely hated recruiting. Maybe. I don't blame him. I. It almost felt – Felt like he couldn't get out of the NFL fast enough as as quickly as he bought that ticket to Thailand. Uh, When you can consistently take the ugliest girl in school year in and year out and turn her into the prom queen, it should be an ego boost, LOL, says the texture from the 405. Right, yeah. So that's what Saban's doing, like, oh, gosh, yeah, ugly. All right, come on, let's turn you into the prom queen. Let's go. I think so, right? And, like, like if you take Scott Frost, Scott Frost is just couldn't, couldn't get anything going at Nebraska. Tried. They were close in every single game. They just couldn't get over the hump. Was fired. Uh, former great there. Won a national championship as a quarterback. And, you know, had to walk out of town with his with his head down. Like, Saban would love to win a national championship with him oh, calling plays. And it's the perfect – if Scott Frost really wants to be back to, like, restoring his offensive identity – and get back to being a head coach somewhere, it's the perfect move for him to make. Go to Alabama, win a championship, overtake Georgia maybe, and then all of a sudden he's a hot commodity again. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I Hey, I um, – it makes, it makes a lot of sense for both sides. Yeah, there. and it also is – it's also a way for Alabama to stomp on other programs – and and say like, see, you did have the right guy after all, you know. It's just your program isn't good enough, you know. And it's just like you can, no matter who it is, if it's if it's Mullen, if it's oh yeah, that'd be a tough look for Florida. That'd be a tough look for yeah, Nebraska. That'd that's be a what tough I'm saying. Is for... it just shoves the entire program and fan base's yeah. nose in it to say that you got the right people. It's it's not the people that you're hiring. It's you. Yeah. The people I want to see out there for Alabama's offensive coordinator is Cliff Kingsbury, just to see him win a natty with Bama and rub it in Mule Shoe's face. The other would be Scott Frost. That's from the 918s. Uh, let's see. Brazilian Sooner. Is Eric Bieniemy only taking a head coach position, or would he be a good college coordinator? I'm, I'm not leaving Patrick Mahomes if I'm an OC. I'll tell you that much. I don't know. I, I honestly I I don't know what the deal is with Bienemy. Um I there's there's a lot of people from the outside that continually pump Bienemy for head coaching jobs. Is he getting much play this cycle? I don't feel like he is. He well, he's not, but you know, in recent cycles he has, but it feels like the people that are like that are close to the situation and in the know, like there's, there's something there that people 
that people are are turned off by, and I don't I don't have any idea what it is. Peyton says I'd go for Mike Kafka as an under the radar guy. Work with the Chiefs forever, and is the OC for Daniel Jones' best season. Yeah. He's played quarterback at Northwestern uh, back in the day. Would Saban take a chance on Kale Gundy from the nine five zero or from the nine five one? I don't know. I possibly. I don't know that. Kale is looking to get back into coaching right now. He could be, don't know, but um, I'm sure that I'm sure that Kale could get a job most anywhere if he was uh, pursuing it. OU can be OU again. What Alabama and Georgia is now, the lack of defense has absolutely killed OU's rep- uh, reputation, which sucks. That's Brent from Jinx. Yeah. Um, one thing on Kale, by the way, with his Texas ties. That, I mean, he'd be a good asset for any program, but his ties in the state of Texas makes him a would make him a very valuable asset, I think, for some programs out there. I agree. Hang on. What is this text? Dang, Teddy, no faith in OU or BV, making OU sound like it's not worthy of winning big. Hard to hear coming from, from you. What? I don't even – when did, did I say that? Um – Yes, I don't remember, but I'll just I'll I'll pile on with Brent from Jinx. Um, OU is worthy of winning big, and I think it's coming. I I think maybe you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. Like I think I think Saban perhaps sees that Oklahoma is about to win big, the way that they're going to be able to recruit. Um, you know what they've gotten Levy as offensive coordinator, what they've gotten uh, Brent Venables in his defense. I, I think they see what is happening here and I it's it's to get a good coordinator and also chop a leg out from under Oklahoma if they can to try and delay Oklahoma's um you know growth I think is is something that Saban would would possibly be trying to do. Yeah. Uh let's see. I wonder why Alabama didn't go after Muleshoe Jr. I mean maybe they did. Maybe they did, and he thought Clemson was a was a better fit at one point seven five million dollars per year and a nice little signing bonus. Well, okay, that's something to think about because you're you're going to a place that is not their offense wasn't great, right? But they had a Heisman Trophy winner. Okay, um, they won eleven games. What they lost to barely on the last play of the game on the road. Yeah, to Tennessee. You could have said that, like they got cheated out of the Tennessee game. Like I don't care. I wanted Tennessee to win, but it was a pretty sketchy call. Um, and then obviously the the other the LSU game. But I if you you're just there's there's too much stress if you're if you're Garrett Riley. Why go to Alabama whenever you can go to a place like Clemson who. Everyone knows nationally the offense is absolutely reeling, mm-hmm. right? They have to have something happen on offense, and the bar has, over the last two years, been set really, really low. It's not even close between those two if you're an offense. You'll get the credit at Clemson. Garrett yes. Riley will get the credit at Clemson. He would not. And, that's, and I think that's your point. That's like, my he, point. Would, he would 1.75 a year, be make very close to two with the signing bonus, and he'll get the credit at Clemson. Yes. That's it. No, 100%. There you I, go. If, if he turns Cade Klubnick into a star, Garrett Riley will be a head coach in two years. 100%. Maybe not even two. 
Like Maybe if, next they, year. if they have a good year next year, he may get a head coaching job that quick. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Stay tuned. Final hour of the rush. Keep those texts coming. 405-651-3439. Also, don't forget to download our free app in the App Store. Just search KREF. You can listen to us wherever you're at on the go with our free with your free app from the ref. Uh, text line says. I'd hire Brian Nardo's buddy at Rich Gannon State if I was Nick Saban. That's from Matty Hayes. Yeah. That's the uh, big story around here today. We've already uh, started calling him Nard Dog. OSU hires Brian Nardo as their defensive coordinator. Gannon University. Didn't know it existed before today. Gannon University in Erie, Pennsylvania. Huh. Uh, Gundy likes the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference. He got uh, Mike Yersich from that conference uh, a few years ago. So do we know anything? Of, what, what's the backstory on... On Nardog? Yeah. Um, oh, I could pull some up. There, there's all these texts that are being put out like, he's an awesome guy, he's great. I, I, I wonder if those are uh, coming from one particular individual. Um, who knows? Who? You saying Mike Gundy's texting <laughs> our show saying how great no, no, Nardo no. is nonstop? No, no, no. I'm not saying our text line. I'm saying oh. like local and national media members. Oh. oh, he's awesome. He's great. Great conference. Like, Football Scoop put out uh, a text they got. Brian Nardo is hands down one of the best people and coaches in the business. Gundy knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, he was, uh, in 2019, selected to the American Football Coaches Association 35 under 35 Coaches Leadership Institute. How about that? Uh, for rising coaches. Um, he's been at Emporia State in Kansas. He was defensive coordinator for eight seasons there, 2012 to 2019. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, he runs the, uh, the three, three, five defense that is like we've seen in this conference for some time. And Michigan talk crap on going into the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. And TCU, I think with their success against Michigan with that defense. Got a lot of people across the country talking about it. You know, Iowa State, we've seen how good they've done it. Now, West Virginia was running a 3-3-5 stack all the way back in. They were running it when I was in college. Oh, wow. Um, so it's been around. It's not like it's any. It's it's a brand-new invention. It's been around for a while. I'm trying to remember the D coordinator there. Who was the head coach there? Bill Stewart was the D.C. under um... – uh, Dana, is that who you're thinking no, of? No, 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 no. Who left West Virginia to Rich go? Rich Rod. Rich Rod left West Virginia to go to Michigan. Is that who you're thinking I of? I think it may have been Rich Rod's deal. Yeah, uh, but I'm I'm not sure exactly on that. But I know that they were running it way back in the in the early 2000s. So, um, yeah, I that is that's the trend right now. And if you can do it at the the smaller stages, there's not a whole lot of change whenever you come up because, you know, you typically you're going to be doing it with, you know, less talented players. It's it's kind it's the the defense's version of the air raid attack, I guess. You know where you know the air raid is. Well, we don't have the guys to run over you in the box. We need to spread you out, take advantage of some space, and and kind of divide and conquer. And you know, it's not the same philosophy but it's it's just like it's the defense's version of that tool um a, a way to you know to spread the field with 
what you would consider less athletic guys, not as highly recruited guys, and be able to have some success. Nard Dog's going to have his hands full in year one. Um, a lot of production is left OSU, and it's going to be a pretty good quarterback conference next year. Yeah, that's it's going to be a like if OSU doesn't have a great year and if their defense is not great, I'm sure the narrative a year from now is going to be God. What a pathetic hire by Mike Gundy. I mean, it, this just absolutely shows that the game is passing by, all that. Yeah, But it, it's just not – I don't know. I, I don't know if year one for Nardo is going to be the most accurate way to judge him as a defensive coordinator in this conference. It's, it's going to be an uphill battle for him. I know – hey, I know that Mike Gundy, um, you know, rubs some people the wrong way. I think that's been pretty clear – over recent years, but the man has come back from the dead I don't know how many times whenever people have left Oklahoma State I, football. I saw it in person. He came back from the dead in the 2014 Bedlam game. The whole pregame show was like, wow, is this going to be Mike Gundy's like final game at Oklahoma State? Is this it? Is this his final Bedlam game? Still chugging along several years after. Was that the uh, – that, Yes. Yeah, we don't have to mention it by name. But old yes. Rudolph's first game in, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah, well, hey, um, I'll wait. I think there's all kinds of great coaches at all kinds of different levels. Like I said, some guys get their break. Other guys don't. Um, this is an opportunity for – what are you calling him, Nard Dog? Nard Dog, yeah. This is an opportunity for the Nard Dog coming from Gannon. Um, Gannon University. We'll see what happens. I'm uh, I'm open to it. So there you go. Uh, the Big Twelve schedule. Remember a week ago. <laughs> remember remember a week ago when we thought the Big Twelve schedule was going to get released. Yeah. Well, it's a week later, and it's like I there is no scuttlebutt on any how imminent it is or when it's going to happen or anything. I part of me thinks that Josie is holding the whole thing up until we play nine home games down <laughs> actually i don't know how how crazy expensive would season tickets be for a nine game home schedule it's like yeah maybe yeah. throwing a freebie i don't know we'll go on the road to uh we'll go on the road to to cincinnati and byu we're playing everything else at home except for ou texas those are our three games that we'll play away from oklahoma the rest of them we're playing in our house mm-hmm. I hope OU gets to face Nard Dog next year. Surely hey, that game's still going to take place. That game is definitely taking place. The way I view it is, you know, Oklahoma is, is probably going to be sent out on the road against two of the, the new teams that are joining. One early in the season. Um, and we're going to play Texas. We're going to play Oklahoma State. Okay. Um, the Oklahoma State game is um, it's going to be up at their house. And – Everyone else is fighting over who gets to keep their Oklahoma home game because of all the money that's generated by it. And Oklahoma has the leverage in this situation. Yeah. Never count Gundy out, says the 918. Uh, this one from the 918 says, I remember not picking West Virginia on NCAA football because I didn't like running the 335. What? Mm, there you who go. cares about the 335 on defense? Sim the defense. Pat White and Steve Slayton and Noel Devine, that's, that was like the most fun team to play with on NCAA football. Hmm. 3-3-5, be damned. Just send the defense. Play offense the whole time. How does Uwebu fare against OU if they match up in the 23 season? Well, to your comment and your predictions about the schedule, I don't think OU is going to play Houston next year. That's a gut feeling of mine. I'm, 
I'm uh, I'm happy for Guaybu catching on at Houston, and I think he's got some nice talent. He's got some good length. Kids, you know, right around the six five mark. He's got long arms. He's he's fast, and he's. I think he was playing a little out of position at inside background. I think he's more of an edge guy, but playing it in, I'm just telling you, playing inside backer and now moving out to the edge, it is going to be the easiest thing he's ever done. He's going to have so much fun and he's going to be, he's going to feel so free and have such a better view and understanding what's going on out there that it wouldn't shock me if Aguebu has a really, really good year. Um, let me read these two, then we'll hit a break. Sean says, the reality, Nardog comes cheap. The money is for Mike Gundy only. Hey. Could eat up a lot of that uh, salary pool there. There you go. Oklahoma Jones says, if the Nardog is so great, why would he take a step down and go to OSU? <laughs> <laughs> Must love sheep. Uh, those lateral moves from Gannon to Oklahoma State. Yeah, you know, his agent, his agent's to blame for that. You think he had an agent? No, <laughs> no. Well, he's probably like Lamar Jackson, and it was his mom was his agent throughout all this. Well, let's just leave agents out of this. Just me and you, all right? That's Mike Gundy doesn't like to deal with agents. Yeah, he just likes to talk one on one. I just like to talk ball. Oh man, that's so good and so true. And you know what? I think that's a good way to do things. And I would. Here's the thing. If what Sean says is true, and he likes to hire cheap so he can keep more money for himself, did just please drive a Ferrari to school as the coach? Would some head coach somewhere please buy a yacht, buy a personal helicopter, buy a a Ferrari, buy something to show off the money? If you're not going to then we need to stop paying these guys the ridiculous amount. What do you think Gundy drives to work? Do you think he drives a flatbed farm truck? Yeah. With a hay bale that's always... The you, spike You know how the they back? have the, the spike with the one hay bale, the round yeah. bale that's on the back? Yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. I had to feed the cows this morning. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he drives. Uh, I hope so. God, I hope so. I can see it, too. It's got the, you know, the, the gun rack and the back glass. and Of course. It's exactly what he drives. And a beef, it's what's for dinner bumper sticker on the back. (laughs) There's no doubt. Or just the beef check mark. Is that what it is? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Couple of segments left. Stay tuned. This is The Ref Sports Radio Network. Listen up, folks. Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman is ready to hire you. The construction is starting on our new service facility, so we're looking to hire service technicians now. This is a huge opportunity for anyone looking for a career. Looking out the window right now, or at least I did during the break, and the snow continues to fall here in Norman, Oklahoma, okay? And across the state of Oklahoma as a whole, seemingly. Uh, Annie Hansen used to be at OU. Now she's at USC, and I don't know, maybe it's just a coincidence, but at 1.21 in the afternoon today, she tweets out, talk about an athlete's paradise. Weekly forecast calls for clear skies, sunshine, mild temperatures, and 100% chance of hard work. Recruits, you won't find a better place to train than right here at USC. Hashtag fight on. And I'm just wondering... That has anything to do with the weather that we're experiencing today. I don't know. It's interesting timing, if nothing else. Perhaps you're saying uh, 
trolling a little bit there trolling and like oh it's guys it's snowing in oklahoma today but 63 and sunny out here in la oh perfect perfect place to uh, do shake weights with coach wiley (laughs) out here i'll refer back to the text from what was it socal sooner uh early in the show (laughs) regarding the weather out in southern california a hundred percent chance of homeless running around (laughs) is that what it said something like that yeah um, maybe a little bit of trolling going on there. Hey, I was thinking about it over the break. And you know how I said um, I'm, I'm fine if Mike Gundy's keeping the money for himself as long as he spends it on something? I do recall that, yes. Here's how dumb college football is. So I, all of the coaches, head coaches, not all of them, but I, we just saw Heupel's making $9 million a year and He's, what, the fourth or fifth highest paid in the SEC. And, you know, Lincoln Riley's making some people report as much as $12 million a year. But everyone is scared to, to show it. So it means that they feel like they're doing something wrong, right? If, if you're making a lot of money and you're, you don't want to show it off, it feels like not everyone wants to show it off, but, like, when you make – $10 million a year, there's things that you have when you make $10 million a year. But here's here's how ridiculous college football is. If Nick Saban bought a Ferrari and someone did a story on it, oh, Nick Saban, uh, he drives a a crimson uh, Ferrari to, to work every day. Uh, he's always been a big car guy and Finally, finally bought his dream Ferrari. Would the license plate say quit asking on the back? <laughs> quit asking. Every single coach in college football within six months would be driving some type of supercar, right? Well, that's – is Dion like, Dion's probably going to set that trend. Sounds like something he'd do. I think he drive didn't, – didn't he drive a Hummer? Didn't, I have no idea. I think he drove a Hummer and someone broke into it when he first got the job at Jackson State. Jeez. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how ridiculous it is. If if one coach did it, was unapologetic about it, and people made a story of it, every other coach in college football would quickly follow I think a suit. coach needs to get, you know, like spinners on, uh, <laughs> rear spoiler, like everything. Just do it. Do, do it go, go all out, man. Make it look like a Pimp My Ride vehicle, that old show from MTV in the early 2000s with Exhibit. Pimp My Ride. Did you ever watch that show? Oh, who didn't? Oh, I sure did. Oh, look, you can play Xbox in the back seat. Mm, you can fish in the front seat. This is cool. <laughs> show is so stupid. Oh, man. That, was a, that show, if we would have been paying attention, was telling us where society was going over the next oh, decade. Geez. Right? They uh, that was in the era where the candy apple red. I swear, eighty percent of the cars they they re, like they, re, mm-hmm. they redid candy apple red. That was like the hot color at the time. Yeah. Well, hey, who knows what the what the trend is? There right should now. be a salary cap of one million a year for college football head coaches. That's from the text line. Mm. Um, strongly disagree. I think I think they should be able to make as as much as anyone is. Uh, dumb enough or willing enough to pay him. The L.A. Kings mascot, Bailey the Lion, which, okay, wears a jersey with the number 72 on it because that's the yearly average temperature in L.A. Hear me out on this. Bailey the Lion. That seems great. 
Okay? That seems fantastic. But here's the thing, man. I, You've got to have, like, every day cannot be perfect. Right? you got to wake up every now and then, and it's cold and gray and rainy and miserable. So whenever the sun does come out and you do get a really nice day, it's something to be celebrated. Spoken like a person who lived a few years in Detroit. <laughs> the ratio is... Because I feel like the people of Michigan go all out in the late spring and summer. Oh, Yeah, they do. Well, yeah, I would like a little more balance than, than what Michigan has to offer because the sun disappears in like early November and doesn't reappear until April. So that's not necessarily what I'm talking about, but... Yeah, you need a little bit of variety, man. That's so I love the mountains. So you think yeah. if you just lived in the mountains your entire life, you probably take it for granted well, after a while. But I would even imagine. living in the mountains, like there's great variety in in the Rockies. Some people visit there more in the summer, think it's better in the summer than they do uh, just to go skiing. I think I would agree. Well, yeah, I think I would agree with that. Yeah. There's great variety there. If I never felt cold weather again, I'd be a happy man. Says someone in the four hundred five. Yeah. Probably would be. And, hey, this is probably, like, for me, there's 80%, eh, 70%, I believe what I'm saying. Uh, The other 30% is I don't want to submit anything to California being better than us, even if it's weather. I think you should quote Tweet Annie and say something something mean back or snarky back. How about that? Not mean, it's just snarky. Really? Yeah. I don't want, uh. say like I th- I thought you could do CrossFit in any type of weather or something like that. <laughs> that wasn't my joke. That was the text lines. Uh, I'll give them credit for that. I could just say another perfect day for shopping. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. There you go. Nice job. Um, Rivals has a new set of rankings, and they dropped Jackson Arnold ten spots down to number twenty three. Don't ask me why. I don't know. It does not make any sense. But the man was the Gatorade National Player of the Year. Uh, he played in that Under Armour game up there in, in Orlando a few weeks ago, and they, they dropped him 10, spot, 10 spots. I don't, I don't understand. ESPN has him at number three yesterday, rivals at 23. Uh, what does on three have him at? I forget three? exactly. No, that ESPN has him at three. I forget. On threes was last week. Let me maybe go back and see six. if I can find that. Six is I what I think he it is. was six. Yeah, okay, here it is. PJ at four, uh, Jackson Arnold at six, Bowen at 15, Omasego at 52. Yeah. And then you said ESPN had him at three? ESPN had him at three, yes. ESPN had him at three. I don't know where 247 has him. They haven't They're going to do an final. updated ranking before it's all said and done. He'll be um, higher than 23. You know – I would like to believe that these things are are all done on the up and up that there's 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 no agendas and there's there's no outside influence. I right, you've got a group of guys, everyone gives their honest opinion as to to ex- exactly what they think of uh, of a given recruit. And we put all that together, and it spits out where we where we end up ranking the guy. I'd like to believe that that's the case, but I think that, like most anything else out there, what you see is not what you get. Sure, well, that's why Arch, yeah, Arch Manning is still ranked number one. And you know, I don't even know. I haven't seen enough of Arch Manning. 
to know where he belongs. But you have seen the that, that's the point, man. Is you've seen all these other kids in Orlando or in San Antonio or all these seven on sevens, and he just hasn't been there. Right. Like at some point, you've got to, I think, give some credit to that. Maybe not even give some credit, but you've seen more of them. Right. And and, and just say there's not enough information on Arch Manning. You can to keep leave him, him as a five one. star. You can right. leave him as a top ten player. But to continually have him as the number one overall player to me is like really. You can't you can't drop Jackson Arnold though. Like that to me, not it's spots, it's, no. it's not an honest evaluation. All right, quick timeout. We got the final segment coming up next. Stay with us. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. You'll feel good about Landers. How good? Our best deals every day good. Like 4000 off and 2.99% financing for 60 months with no payments for 90 days on select 2022 Silverados and take 1750 off MSRP on new 2023 Malibus and Equinox. Let us show you just how good your experience can be at Landers Chevrolet of Norman and LandersChevroletNorman.com. Find new roads. Must finance with GM Financial for well-qualified buyers, WAC. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area.